This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Today by Umut Nadri and Jakub Marofol to talk a little bit more in depth about the impact of the coronavirus on Turkish football. Guys, welcome back to the show. Umut, how's uh, things going there in Turkey now that you've been uh, quarantined, so to speak? Because, of course, you came from England, so they had to lock you down. Well, uh, this is a different situation. I'm not actually quarantined, like officially, but they uh, just uh let people know that you're like uh inside for at least 14 days uh, so to speak so you yeah, that you're clean uh, and not infected because of the wires from where you came from uh so uh i've been inside for like uh, more than a week and as soon as i came in uh, the flights uh from england to turkey were disbanded like uh, they're not uh, flights anymore from a uh, ball of size from the an- another one so I don't know uh, and we'll see how it goes well at least you get to uh, do that so in the comfort of your own home and you don't you aren't quarantined in like uh, a government facility or something like that yeah like they were like the Haji uh, you know they went to Umrah uh, to Saudi Arabia and then when they came here uh, as soon as I uh, as soon as the, uh, they were tested uh, there were like two or one uh, infections uh, amongst the group so they were all quarantined in a dormitory uh, in Kayakayurt uh, in Turkey like and you know uh, they attempted to escape uh, some of them just uh, or like said like screw it i'm going home and they just uh, stole a bus and just uh, attempted to uh, escape but they were like uh, busted by the police afterwards and they just uh, were put inside the dormitories again it's 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 a weird situation jakub how's how are things in in the netherlands right now uh you're in lockdown now right well the the government has been um, gradually, you know, thinking and doing things. Um, I think it was last week where they where they decided that we shouldn't go into lockdown um, because they are trying to flatten the curve of of, of the virus by, if I'm not misremembering it, trying to um, have like herd immunity. Yeah, you know. Um, a lot of people, uh, the prime minister went on TV and uh, he talked about how everybody is like, like 70% of the Dutch people are going to get it. And it kind of sparked 
in a lot of people like uh, like a fear. And uh, ever since ever since he he talked about um, how how everybody's probably going to get it, uh, I know that a lot of friends of mine, a lot of uh, a lot of family, um, has started to become a little bit more uh, stressed and panicked. So you know the usual is happening where people are just storming into the supermarkets like the first in the morning, and just buying a crap ton of um, toilet paper, toilet paper like <laughs> soap, eggs, whatever, milk, and. Um, Yesterday, they decided that they are going to, um, you know, they, they already decided to stop schools. They are deciding to stop the exams at the end of the year. Um, barbers are going to close. Um, like, you aren't supposed to go outside with at least uh, the, the max amount of people that you're going to, that you're supposed to go outside is like three. And if any any person in the house, in, in your household is sick, then nobody in the house is, is supposed to go out and go to go do their jobs. So it's 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 like bit by bit they are starting to um, understand how how serious this everything is, and uh, it's kind of becoming scary because I I live like in I live in Rotterdam which 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 is always pretty much really busy, and now I can look outside and I don't see any kids I did I don't I don't see any people driving, I don't see any cars I don't mm. see any people walking or on the bikes and it's it's really like yeah, a ghost town. Eerie. I remember yeah. when I lived in Antwerp and I think it was like after um, like some terrorist attacks or something and people were really uh, confining to their homes and uh, it was like similar to that and it's very weird to to see the streets just empty like that so uh, yeah I can definitely imagine how you are feeling right now um, yeah so uh it's a strange world we're living in right now. Hopefully, this will all pass uh, in due time and uh, everyone will be uh, fine. But, of course, we know that every day people are, are dying of this uh, virus, unfortunately. Uh, let's just hope and uh, if you do so, if you do partake in praying, pray that those people uh, will be fine. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the impact that the coronavirus has had on Turkish football. As we know, last week... Um, the league was finally postponed. No more matches uh, for the foreseeable future. I do believe that uh, the TFF president, Nihat Özdemir, was, was talking about uh, June, July to pick back up. Um, I think he said something in between June, the 23rd of June to the 23rd of July to finish the league or something like that. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, but we have our first confirmed cases of the coronavirus in Turkish football right now. Um, it was already stated, I think, last week that Abdulrahim Albayrak, uh, Galatasaray's uh, board member, I believe he's the vice president of Galatasaray. Is that correct, uh, Umut? I think so, uh, because, you know, uh, I'm not sure, because all the hierarchy changes, hmm. uh, you know, uh, year by year after the president elections. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he's a, he's a high-ranking board member at Galtry, of course, a, a high-profile board member. And he uh, has been confirmed. He was tested positive of COVID-19. And, uh, yeah, I think that was announced yesterday morning or so. It was already rumored for a couple of days. But then 
in the afternoon the news broke that also head coach and, and club icon Fatih Terim tested positively of the virus and uh, he confirmed it himself on Twitter as well and I believe that his assistant Hassan Sash is also but is that confirmed that Hassan Sash has the virus or not? It's not confirmed yet I think Okay, and it was also a rumor that Umitavala, another assistant, had the coronavirus, but he later stated on Twitter that he is not, uh, that he is negative, so he doesn't have the virus. But yeah, big story here, uh, legendary coach of Galatasaray, of Turkish football as a whole, the most successful Turkish coach in Turkish football history, if I'm not mistaken, Fatih Terim, uh, yeah, at age 66, positive of the coronavirus now. I don't think Fatih Terim has any major uh, pre-existing health issues, Umut. Do you know of anything like that? No, man, but you can never know, you know, because mm-hmm. he may just hide that, you know? Yeah, he does look like a guy that would suffer from high blood pressure. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even kidding. I, I mean, he, he looks like it. He has a little bit, he's a little bloated in the face. And stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does have uh, high blood pressure and stuff like that. But anyway, that's pure speculation, of course. I'm not a doctor. Um, nowhere near. So, yeah, anyway, uh, age 66, he's definitely among uh, the yeah the, the risk group, so to speak. Um, but we know this virus doesn't impact everyone uh, as badly. So if you don't have a pre-existing health condition, if you are in good con- in health overall, if you have a strong immune system, then probably he will be fine. Um, let's hope so. Let's keep our fingers crossed for, for Fatih Terim. But this also impacts a little bit the rest of Turkish football in the sense that just nine days ago now, as, as of uh, the time of recording this, uh, Galtrai played a derby against Besiktas, of course. Um, and Fatih Terim had contact with other people there. Um, Sergen Yalcin, for example, they shook hands, they embraced. Uh, he could be infected. Um, there's other people, I'm sure, that were had contact with Fatih Terim, that ha- maybe had contact with, with Al Bayrak. Um, yeah, this could have really started uh, a, a domino effect in Turkish football. Maybe we will be hearing uh, of a lot more cases in the next week or two. What do you guys think? Uh, are we going to get more cases in the Galatasaray and, and Besiktas camp, for example? It's possible because, you know, testing the uh, disease takes a lot of time. Like, it takes one or two days to be confirmed. And uh, you don't know. Uh, as we seen, uh, uh, as the game was, like, uh, without the spectators and the fans, uh, there were, like... Uh, thousands of uh, attendees there, like they were from the newspapers, journalists, and you know, yeah. cameramen, camera crew like, from from yeah, in sports and, and such. And yeah, we could have, we could see uh, incidents happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and of course, in in uh, the the first high profile death in football, so to speak, uh, has already uh, occurred in Spain, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, was it the former uh, Real Madrid chairman that died? Uh, but he yes, was... was the former Real Madrid chairman. It was like 76 years yeah, old. Yeah, he was like 77 that. or 76. So uh, they were reporting it on the news here. And they said the first death in football. And I was like, I had heard already about the guy dying the, the earlier that day. And I was like, oh, what? Did a player die? And then they said, oh, it's that guy. I already forgot. So, 
forgot his name, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a 77-year-old man, um, when they said the first death in football, I was like, oh, my God, did, did Rugani or something die or whatever? Um, but, yeah. Anyway, lots of players in, in, in Italy, for example, self-quarantining, having to quarantine. Um, and Turkey, for a long time, it seemed like it had avoided... Uh, how should I put it? Yeah, the, the big epicenter of the virus shifted from china to europe and turkey for a long time didn't have any confirmed cases but then it really started to snowball as soon as that first confirmed case happened every day it's been increasing and increasing and increasing and umut you're in turkey right now what is your general feeling of how are people taking it serious enough uh the turkish government issued um uh, quarantine for everyone 65 and older so they have to stay at home yeah uh, you know uh, it's quite of a old people habit in here like they just uh, don't have anything else to do and they just uh, go down the streets and just sit down at the park to see their other you know uh, you know age mates their peers yeah. like yeah their peers uh, to come out around and they just can chat with them but that's it and uh, what is the alternative they just can go to do any uh, kahve in here which we call it mm -hmm. uh, you know is it a yeah, uh, right. similar a, a thing pub. in the other yeah pub but not with like chai. a pub <laughs> yeah with chai not with alcohol drink so uh, that's uh, all they can do uh, apart from uh, just staying at home and watching TV all the day so mm. I think they're just bored and uh, going out. Uh, and, you know, in Turkey, uh, what is uh, forbidden is more like, uh, you know, uh, attractive, you know? Mm, like yeah, yeah, for yeah. yeah, in Turkey, like it's like the, uh, what is forbidden is attractive. So uh, when you ban something, they just want to do it. They tend to do it more. Yeah, it's um, like it's like when you're in a relationship, suddenly uh, you get a lot more attention from uh, the opposite sex. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's 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 the same thing, man. Same thing. <laughs> All right, and uh, as soon as uh, the government uh, saying that there's a risk to the older people with this uh, virus, and old people are like a higher rate of uh, death from mm -hmm. that virus, uh, we. So them going outside more and more, like, why do they do it? And uh, after that, government uh, put a law that uh, anyone who are, like, above the age of uh, 65 uh, must not go out. And uh, But uh, here we see uh, some people doing out so, like, after the uh, law change, because somehow they have to gain, uh, earn money, you know? Uh, even though like uh, uh, some of them don't have even have uh, relatives uh, to help them out so they have to earn their own money uh, in this uh, disaster so yeah yeah plus I mean but does it really solve anything to confine the 65 year olds uh, or the, the elder elderly population to confine them to their houses when everyone else is just still going out and about and prop possibly probably bringing the virus home with them because lots of these elderly people they live with family uh, yeah like uh, it doesn't 
change it significantly, but it, it might just uh, put them is, uh, under a, a lower risk group, uh, like uh, because they don't, uh, you know, interact with uh, other people when they are like staying in the house, uh, when in their households, and so I think uh, you know you're right. Like uh, other people are out. Like there should be a, a lockdown. Uh, uh, in the other way as well. Yeah. So, yeah, the first case is in Turkish football. It doesn't seem like this thing is going away anytime soon. I know I asked you guys about this already before, but has your mind changed? Do you think the 2019-20 season will be finished uh, at, at any point, or do you just think that at some point you're going to have to just call it and, um, yeah, move on to, to next season or... Yeah, what, what what do you guys think, Jakub? Do you think that uh, we will see a, a champion this season? Do you think we will see a, f a finish to the season? I mean, the best the best thing for, for, for me to happen, for a Trabzonspor fan to happen, is just the, the league to end at the moment and just, um, you know, declare declare the winner, that's, declare the winner, declare the first, the winner, and, you know, the, the regular way that, uh, that, that they do when the season is ended. But I don't know if that's like a smart decision, um, <laughs> you know. Just just in like for several ways, I think that if if Turkey makes a decision like that and several other countries don't, then it's going to be a little bit annoying. I think that FIFA has to come in and actually say like, yeah. okay, I think that this this is going to happen because if um, you know if if Turkey suspends the league and they decide to start over, um, like you know when when the when the next season starts. And meanwhile, the Dutch and the English and the Spanish league just wait like a month or two and just to assume this the season. Mm -hmm. Then the whole like equilibrium of the of the world is just going to go all wonky, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that the, the smart decision would be to just you know end the leagues, but you know don't give out any prizes or anything. Just say like, okay, this is the way it it happens, and just restart next year. Just just just. Don't think of this season as it happened. Just, uh, just assume that this season just didn't happen and just start over. But you know, there, there are like a lot of complex things about you know the players that have uh, contracts that go until the summer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have the Champions League that has that is going to be played. The Europa League qualifiers, the the Euros are being you know moved and everything. So I don't think that um, you know making a decision like this. Is, is an easy one um, for Turkey, for the, for the Super League, for, for, for pretty much football in general. Um, I think that, as I said, the FIFA should just come in and, and try to um, talk with all the, all the governing boards, like all across Europe and, and, and the world, and try to come up with a good solution. Because, you know, if, if, if the TFF is going to make a decision, <laughs> like, like, you know, even, even though we don't know what they will decide, Like ninety nine percent of the of, of Turkey is going to hate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, like fifty five percent is going to going to say that they are bi biased because you know my team is like this and they are going to they could have done this and you know no, nobody is ever happy with it, with the TFF decision. Yeah. So I think the smart thing would uh, would be to just cancel the leagues. Um, I think that you know as a Trabzonspor fan, I talked about it a little bit on on, on Reddit with a couple of people. If 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 the leagues are are, are you know if if the leagues end and you know Trabzonspor is, is declared the champion, I won't really accept it as a championship. 
Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you know, because it doesn't matter who it is. I, I think that if Galatasaray, Besiktas, Fenerbahce, whichever team was first, if it happened, pretty much all their fans would probably, you know, maybe, maybe Fenerbahce well, not. If there was like... <laughs> I think if there, was a, not... if there was a team that was like nine or ten points ahead, I think it would be different, yeah. you know? But I'm, it's so I mean, close if you, right now. I mean, if you look at Liverpool, um, yeah. if, if the leagues ended in, in England, they are just deserved champions. Exactly, it's just yeah. the probability of them just losing the championship at the moment is just unbelievably low. But in Turkey, it's just like three points divide the, the, the first and second with the third and fourth, and the third and fourth are divided by like four points. So... Just, just, just scrap the scrap this season. Decide that uh, you know. I think whatever happens is that okay. Like the first Trabzonspor, let's say that we go to the Champions League, but we aren't like the champions of this year. So um, you know, you do have to send someone to the Champions League and the Europa League. I think that the smart thing is just to keep uh, keep the table and keep the people that are going, keep the teams that go that go to into Europe. Um, the same as the table shows at the moment, mm-hmm. but you know, just don't give it like a like like a title. Just just say that mm. this but, just uh, ended the way it is. But going to the Champions League in itself is like a, a massive. Uh, I mean, I think maybe I I think for example, Galatasaray probably cares more about that Champions League than they do about the title. You know, because the I mean, Champions I know, League is just so much money and. Uh, yeah, that actually ties into what I want to speak about next. But so, what do you, what is your prediction, Jakob? Do you think there's a possibility to finish this season, or do you think there's just not enough time? Knowing how dumb the dumb the um, the TFF is, I I can see them doing something stupid like like play games like three days apart instead of you know play two games a week hmm. uh, just just to catch up. So somewhere in my mind. I think that the dumbest thing that it, that they could do is just resume the league after like a like a month. The the, the bad thing about the virus is we don't know how it will affect uh, the country in like in, in a week, in a day, in a month or anything. So it could be like that in a month everything is solved and we just like um, you know we can just resume the leagues. But if if, if the situation keeps get keeps getting worse or stays the same at the moment, um, I think the smart thing would be to just just cancel it. I don't think it's a smart thing to to resume the leagues in any way or form um, in the coming months. In Italy, they're already back to training. At least some clubs are uh, more in the south of uh, of Italy, like Napoli. They're back in training already for a couple of days. Um, yeah, I do think if the league would get restarted, there would of course have to be like almost a mini training camp again to get back the the condition, the fitness. Because you know, stopping training for three, four weeks, that's going to have an impact on players too. And especially like you're saying, you know, the TFF will probably come up with some idea of playing every three or four days or something like that. And then you definitely, I think, need. Cup, like at least one or two weeks, uh, at least two weeks, I'd say, to get the conditions back, uh, or even longer, probably. Uh, Umut, what do you think? Is it going to be possible to finish this season uh, in a timely fashion, or do you just think that we're too, uh, yeah, too, too, too much time constraints, and it's just not not possible to finish it on time? Well, you know, it's a hard question to answer, and as Jakob said, like if it's gonna be finished uh, right now, uh, it's gonna be like uh, decided in a manner to like satisfy everybody. Uh, but 
if it's not like that, it's gonna be like a horror story coming to, uh, you know, uh, our generation. Like it's, you know, really hard situation to handle for TFF as well. Like even like uh, uh, during a game like Derby, Besiktas and Galatasaray, there was like a too much fuss about how it's going to be played without the spectators or with the spectators or the match is going to be postponed or whatsoever like and we're talking about the title thing right now and the the whole super league title race of like the season of 2020 like so if it's going to be a fuss uh, like the uh, thousand times bigger than that the derby mm. yeah like yeah, plus it's I mean, be hard I, I, to handle. I think you can still argue that definitely the, the that match day last week uh, probably should never have been played in the first place. But I think we can definitely say now that playing at least without a crowd was the, the right decision, uh, given the fact uh, that uh, um, several players from Gal- uh, several people at Galatasaray have already tested positive now. So it, you know, not playing little... would be the better option. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not playing would have been the best option. But the second best option was probably you know playing without fans. Imagine if there was fifty thousand people in there in the stadium there, and and uh, somehow uh, the, yeah, uh, it, it would spread to a couple of those, and they, we could have a, a, a yeah horrible situation on our hands there. Uh, so they're already saying that uh, at Atalanta uh, Valencia. Uh, match uh, caused uh, a, a lot of in- infections uh, in Spain. Um, yeah, so imagine that would have happened. Um, anyway, another thing I want to talk about is the monetary impact on clubs. Uh, right here in Belgium, for example, um, several, many members of the staff of Anderlecht uh, have been uh, made technically unemployed, which basically means that they are going to get uh, yeah, uh, government welfare now. That means they basically drop down to 70% of their brute wages uh, up to a maximum of, uh, I think, 2,500 or something like that, or 2,200 or something. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's having a big impact on clubs across Europe because clubs don't have any income right now, but they still have to pay their players. How do you guys see that going, given the fact that Turkish clubs as a whole are already under an extreme uh, financial pressure? UEFA have already announced that uh, they will uh, definitely be relaxing the financial fair play um, monetization of clubs uh, for this season because it's simply not possible, I think, for clubs who are already on, under a settlement to... To, to achieve a break-even and all that kind of stuff. This is going to have a massive impact on the clubs because, um, like we said, you know, no match day incomes, no, no, no income at all right now for the clubs. What do you think is, is the best situation here? Should players uh, maybe agree to, to take a pay cut uh, or something? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not fair on the players, but it's not fair on the clubs either if you're still having to pay... I don't know, every every month uh, a wage bill of 5 million euros or something. How is that possible? How is that sustainable for the clubs? And, and what do you think is going to happen in uh, the long run uh, in that regard? Uh, Umut's going to give you the floor first. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know. It's a difficult question. What What do you see as the possibilities? Do you think that players could perhaps um yeah except not getting paid for a couple of months or something which of course we all I know mean, in Turkey I mean I mean they have to you know 
there is no match to be played and they're like, sitting at home and there's no training at all and they have to like uh, let themselves inside their houses and not go out so I don't know this is a terrible situation to be in and uh, as we've seen the many uh, companies uh, just sent the employees home or just uh, letting them sell uh, their uh, employees working remotely from their home offices uh, and we've seen the football is not something to be done from like a uh, home office or something or remotely yeah. you know I don't know man this is uh, really weird strange uh, bizarre situation to be in and uh, I know they have like their families or their you know lives uh, to earn their money and to spend their money on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but the players. I mean, let's be honest. They are all making a good living. I mm-hmm. think. I think that they could come. I think most of them could do with just getting ten percent of their wages, and they could still live comfortably. Uh, yeah. Think, you know. Uh, do Do you feel like the players need to? do something like need to be solid you know yeah yeah yeah, solidarity yeah yeah definitely because uh you know it's a hard situation both for clubs and both for the uh players and there should be an agreement and if it be fair if the uh, fifa uh themselves just announce something like that to satisfy the players the uh situation they're on right now because uh, otherwise, they would just demand their own money from the clubs, uh, like how uh, you know uh, John Obi Mikel did his own thing uh, on his own. Uh, uh, I don't know if he, if he was uh, right or wrong, but he acted on his own, uh, as I say, and it's different. And there should be like a, a big, uh, you know, community to agree this uh, situation and just. Uh, uh, let the clubs act as they uh, as demanded, as said. Yeah, and in, in ter- I mean, cl- clubs are in modern football are basically companies, but football clubs don't have the same uh, protection, so to speak, as companies do, where they can send people on uh, technical unemployment and stuff like that. And of course, that's not possible in every country either. But for example, here in Belgium, it is, uh, and I think that's a great. Uh, let up for those companies for them to stay afloat and stay alive through these lean times. Uh, Jakub, what's going on in, in the Netherlands? Is something similar like that at Anderlecht happening in, in Holland? I honestly um, haven't heard anything like that um, about the AFDVZ, so I I actually don't know about that. So um, I, I do I do kind of follow uh, I do follow um, the AFDVZ on on Twitter. Um, I watch football inside to get my daily news, but I haven't seen anyone talk about talk about things like that. Um, we do know that um, the the Eredivisie generally has like a really low wage wage bill. Um, they have like a salary um, um, salary limit that they that they give players, and the the most that uh, the most that players earn are the players that play at Ajax, and I think only like players like Ziyech earn a lot of money but otherwise all the all the dutch players earn around the 1 to 1.5 million which uh even a lot a lot even earn uh, less than that but 
the taxation in the Netherlands is also unbelievably high. So I don't, I haven't heard anything about about stuff like that happening in the Netherlands. To be honest, um, I don't know. I don't know. And what do you think should happen? Should uh, FIFA come in? Should UEFA come in? Uh, is it fair for them to say, look, uh, players, for, in order for the clubs to survive, you're going to go down to a minimum wage or something, let's say 10,000 euros a month, which, you know, let's be fair, for any normal person, that's still a fortune. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have to look at it from a footballer's side. I'm not going to act like, um, you know, earning earning a... Sh like a crap ton of money is is uh, and like earning a crap ton of money and then being forced to you know live with a minimum wage is going to be uh going to be hard at all but you know you you get accustomed to a certain way of life as as like a professional footballer mm -hmm. um we all know that this this we all hope that this isn't going to last for a long time But um, you know, it's it's a hard thing. It's it's a difficult thing because it's like such an unpre unprecedented thing mm -hmm. to happen. We can't look at uh, a certain time in the uh, in the uh, you know in the past that we can say like, okay, they they did this to do to help those players and help the clubs. So it's it's you're just you know wandering in uh, wandering blindly through this uh, situation. Um, I think that the smart thing to do would to be. Uh, would be to uh, to freeze the contracts. You know what? How some Turkish teams used to do when players had like big injuries, that you just freeze their contracts, and whenever they return from injury, that you can just unfreeze it and just start paying them again. Yeah, but that's if you you can't just one-sidedly freeze a contract and stop playing paying a player. That's not that's not how it works. You know, they can freeze. Then you have to have the agreement of the player to say, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm unable to play right now, so it's not fair for you to pay me, so I'll accept not getting paid. That's possible, but the player would need to accept that. Like Most cases where we've seen this in the past, these are just players that have long-term in injuries and they just get taken off the registration list, basically. Um, and they can, of course, agree on their contract getting extended and stuff like that and maybe taking a, a lower wage, but you can't just single-handedly as a club decide, okay, you know what, now we're going to freeze your contract and we're going to stop paying you. That's unfortunately for the clubs and fortunately for the players, uh, not how it works. Um, so it always is going to require... Uh, an, an agreement from, from the players uh, to take a pay cut, not be paid at all or whatever. But I think, you you know, not paying them anything, yeah, that's... You can, you can imagine, okay, look, these guys make X amount of money a year, one and a half million, two million, three million, they should have money saved up. But like you said, you know, some people are just accustomed to a certain standard of living and there's always gonna be those people that spend their money as soon as they get it. You know, and yeah, there's always going to be, there's plenty of cases of footballers who retire and within five years they're bankrupt. So, yeah, I don't think that you can not pay them anything, but I definitely do think that there needs to be something here because otherwise clubs are going to go under. And I don't know if, if clubs in Turkey necessarily are going to go under, but we're going to see that across the world, I think, where clubs are just going to cease existing uh, if this situation continues to, to exist. And definitely in Turkey, you know, if if, if, if if lasts too long, I think it's going to have a very negative impact on uh, some of the major clubs even. And I mean, uh, I, know, yeah. I know that, you know, I wasn't saying that 
the clubs clubs decide like on their own to to freeze contracts. I think that that you know for clubs that would be like the most the the best case scenario. Um, otherwise, I think you know it's it's it, it's hard because um, you know how it is in the NBA. The NBA like has like uh, a player association, so they have like mm-hmm. a governing board that helps the player decide on their uh, on the salary cap, on the pension that they are uh, that they are building up to, you know, on the retirement funds or whatever. I don't do you do you have that in Turkey? Do you have that in the uh, in the Super League? No, uh, there's of course uh, FIF Pro who are uh, internationally the represent the players' rights, uh, but that's like at an international level. I don't know if there is like a, a players' union in Turkey. I assume there probably is, uh, but I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I mean, you know, the best case scenario would be that um, the, the player union, if we have that, uh, would come up for the rights for of the players to you know at least have. Like a certain amount of, mm-hmm. of their wage still being paid, you know. Um, we know that uh, we know from f- the financial statements of FIFA that they have like an unbelievable amount of money on reserve that they can always use to spend. Yeah. But we also know that FIFA won't spend their own money on stuff like that. <laughs> and if they are supposed to, um, you know, be helping all the players all across the world, I don't even think that they have enough money to do that. I just think that um, you know we we saw it happen. We we see it happen every couple of years that the government just um, the, the the teams take loans from the government banks, and uh, the government after after a certain year um, just decides to you know to yeah. uh, to, to just absolve not, it. Yeah, just absolve it. But the, the question is, that, can can the government really do that right now? Because the the, the economical strain is going to come across the yeah. board. And even if they could, I all I honestly think that they even shouldn't. Mm. Uh, you know, football is secondary. Um, yeah. I think I think the country is more important than that. So it's yeah. it's kind of a difficult I think that um, once again we have to, you know, <laughs> we're just stuck between uh, a rock and a hard place. You know, FIFA FIFA is horrible. The TFF just amazes every time they make a decision with how bad they can make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the TFF has to has to has to make a decision with um, with the club club uh, and all the presidents um, have to just come up with something. Maybe like um, half the half the wage budget goes in, um, and the half and the other half is uh, other half is going to be paid to the players. But even then, I don't think that a lot of Turkish teams are going to be able to sustain it mm-hmm. if it goes on for more than a couple months. So it's. I just hope that um, you know something happens. Uh, I know I know that Trabzonspor just shut down everything. Uh, I know that Galatasaray and Beşiktaş and Fenerbahçe, the Fenerium store, the Galatasaray store, the Kartaliwasa and everything is also stopped. So um, the teams really don't have any income at all and only have um, have, uh, have have expendi- expenditures. Mm-hmm. And we all know that Turkish teams are horrible with their finance. So I. You know, it's a scary time. It's it's a really yeah. unbelievably scary time. And we're talking, of course, about the players here. But, you know, you bring up an interesting case there, too. Like the club employees, the people that work in those stores, the people that do other stuff in the club, uh, people that aren't making hundreds of thousands of euros, millions of euros a year, uh, people who are just making a normal living. 
they are going to be impacted by this probably a lot more a lot more significantly than than, than the footballers um so definitely hope that those people are going to get keep going to keep getting paid i think it's more important to keep paying those people from a humanitarian point of view than it is to keep paying the players right now um anyway it, i think this is a fascinating topic and i really would love to hear from you our listeners what do you think about this how do you see this impacting the clubs going forward do you think that the players should maybe perhaps uh, make a move on their own say look we understand that this is putting an immense pressure on the clubs financially there's no money coming in maybe uh for them to accept not getting paid or a fraction of what they're supposed to be getting paid let us know what you think about this Jakub Umut is there anything that else that you would like to talk about in this episode or I just want to tell that I'm really sorry that Fatim got the thing positive and uh, he should be suffering this uh, really bad disease virus uh, and you know he has his age like mm-hmm. he is like 66 right now mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, pretty sure that he's the, in the age group that suffers the most and uh, had the higher risk of death uh, and I don't I wish he'll be healthy at the end a major uh, get well soon to Fatih Terim and uh, everyone who has been impacted by this virus of course uh, then there's just one more thing left to say of course with these uh, coming weeks being sans football without football please uh, let us know what you would like us to talk about in these coming weeks and we will of course find uh, some fun topics uh, to distract you from the coronavirus um, if there are any major updates like players or, or, or coaches or stuff like that being affected we will of course uh, mention that but uh, we're hoping to um, yeah make things a little bit more fun in the coming weeks with our topics uh, one of the topics that was suggested um, was uh, how did we uh, come to support the team we support so i think that's a very fun topic for one of the future episodes um, and yeah keep those kinds of suggestions coming and we'll definitely consider it and uh, if we have the time we'll try to get to uh, all of them anyway uh, Jakub and Umut thank you very much for joining me tonight uh, on this uh, episode of Football Al Turk a very grim episode kind of uh, and uh, yeah look forward to speaking to you guys again uh, next week about something a little bit more uh, fun in nature And don't forget, uh, you can always, uh, if you want more content, you can always subscribe to our Patreon account, which will give you access to a VIP Football All Turka podcast, which uh, we do monthly episodes on. Uh, it can vary from once uh, a month to two, three episodes a month. We will do also other uh, fun topics on there, fun discussions. Uh, so if you go to patreon.com slash fault, you can sign up for just $3 per month. And uh, then you will gain access to a VIP audio feed that you can just enter into your favorite podcast app. Um, you can enter the RSS feed there and then you uh, will get, of course, our VIP feed. So on top of our weekly free show, that is 
once again, patreon.com slash fault to sign up for just $3 a month. We appreciate all of our patrons, uh, patrons on Patreon. So, uh, yeah, go. And if you have the ability to, you know, if you can miss three bucks a month and you want some extra content, especially in this time, you know, you want some new stuff to listen to, some more stuff to listen to, then it's definitely, I think, um, a great idea to uh, sign up to Patreon for Football All Turca. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode and we hope to see you again next week or on Patreon. Bye.